Welcome to Season 2 of the Podcast Show with Kaivo Nueva, where podcast growth and monetization continues. Brought to you by Podkai Media, a podcast production and marketing agency that helps functional medicine businesses increase their leads and sales. Visit their website at podkai.com. Hello, welcome back to the Podcast Show. So here in this episode, I am glad to be back with my team with a podcast media team and i'm so happy i'm actually feeling very energetic right now because i just want to give them the spotlight for the reason that right now a lot of things a lot of good things are going on with podcast media the achievements the milestones that we have you know the testimonials that we have from our clients i just want to give the spotlight to our team members because i'm not doing it all alone and some of here actually working for me Since I started Podkai Media, we have been working with each other for quite some time. That's why, you know, it's time for me to share them with you, share a quick preview of them, right? So, yeah, I'll be calling their names one by one and I'll allow them to quickly intrude themselves and give a quick fun fact about them. And let's start with Sean. Hi, I'm Sean. I'm currently one of the OGs podcast editor of Podcast Media so I'm working editing podcasts. I am a former marketing professional of one of the biggest pharmaceutical business here in the Philippines and have decided to work full-time freelancing after the pandemic. I am uh, also a college professor as I love sharing knowledge and providing good impact to the future leaders of the society. Fun fact about me is I am a former Catholic seminarian. I think that I've heard that before you were a college professor but I forgot it but right now it's like kind of surprised me that you were a college professor. Thank you Sean and we'll get back to you later. Now let's go to Kath. Oh hi, hi. I'm Kath. I'm a full-time mom. I have a not so little 5-year-old schoolboy. A very sweet and loving son. One fun fact about me is I am a coffee lover. I was employed with Starbucks for 10 years long and I can talk to you a lot about coffee from seed until it's in your cup. <laughs> and I had a great time uh, having fun with my nephews and my son because of my make face. I started helping with guys team I think July of last year 2022 so I help Podcast Media with lead generation and guest management and I write show notes and social media captions of repurposed contents I think I handled first the guest booking that was last July until Kai introduced me to goals writing and lead generation for Podcast Media It's been so fun. I learned a lot. I have to say that I am really growing as someone who is so hooked with podcasting and I am very thankful to Kai for this opportunity to work with her because I have checked a lot of my checklist when it comes to learning in the podcast world. Thank you so much, Kat. You're kind of lagging, but I'm sure that we got that. <laughs> All right. It's actually interesting to hear that you can teach us something about the beans, from the beans to being the coffee on our cups. I can't wait for that. All right. Thank you, Kat. Now, let's go to Fat. Hi, everyone. I'm Fatima De Asis. I'm a former crewing manager in a shipping company and now working full-time as an executive assistant and a graphic designer for Podkai Media. And I'm also a crypto trader on the side. So what I do in Podkai Media, I do the general admin task. 
I do the scheduling and assigning of tasks to all Podcast Media members. And I also create carousel posts for our clients and other social media materials for Podcast. And fun fact about me was I learned Rubik's Cube at the age of 32. <laughs> wow, that's so convenient. You already have a Rubik's Cube with you. <laughs> But you're not prepared, right? (laughs) Okay, thank you, Pat. And now let's go to our video editor, Norvin. Hey guys, I'm Norvin and I'm one of the video editors here in Podguy Media. I edit our clients' audio and video podcasts and turn them into reels and other short-form video content. So before Podguy, I was a government employee and then turned into a full-time freelancer. A fun fact about me is that I am also a podcaster who talks about PlayStation video games, trophy hunting, and interviews our gaming group's members and gaming culture. So, hey guys. Okay, thank you. I think that's really interesting that you're into games and you created a podcast out of it. It's actually kind of unique. All right. Thank you, Norvin. And now let's go to, last but not the least, Abby. Hi, everyone. I'm Abby. I'm a mom of a four-year-old. Right now, I'm also, uh, aside from being a show notes writer and social media captions writer for Podguy Media, um, I'm also an ads strategist. So I'm also handling other clients in the food industry and automotives and uh, trading. One fact about me, <laughs> there's a lot, but maybe I can say that I used to be a makeup artist. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for you to put makeup on my face. <laughs> in my past life. <laughs> for you guys who don't know, I've been actually working with Abby for so long. We just had to pause for a while because of some changes. But then, you know, here we are again working with each other. So technically, I've been working with her for a long time now. And we've worked together with uh, your own projects. And then we've also collaborated on my corporate project. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now I want to ask them questions that are related to... Of course, working with Podguy Media and then related to what they're doing plus related to whatever they're looking forward to in the podcasting industry, especially in the health and wellness industry. So the reason why we're doing this is because first, again, I mentioned a while ago that I want to highlight you know, the talents that we have here in Podguy Media and also to encourage more health and wellness advocates to amplify their voices or message through podcasting. But before that, I want to go back to Sean. So Sean has been working for me for also a long time now. And I have to say that Sean is one of the team members who have the heart to learn. And he has the capability to accept constructive criticisms and turn them into strengths. And for that, I really admire Sean. So yeah, I just want to ask you, uh, Sean, because you have been working with Podcast Media for a long time. You're one of my first team members. So yeah, I just want to ask, what makes you stay? Yeah, yeah. I am honored to be one of the OGs of Podcast Media. I remember before how I was able to meet Kai through her live sessions in Podcast Warriors. I was a newbie there. I was trying to, you know, explore freelancing and I find Podcast Warriors group. So I always try to be present and engaged because I am very eager to learn how podcasting works. Although I have the knowledge of what podcasts are, but of course, since I am a newbie in the freelancing industry, so I would want to learn from someone who's better at it. So I'm grateful to 
what she does with Sky to the community. She is willing to share her knowledge, experiences, and techniques to her fellow freelancers like me. So when she approached me, if I am willing to join her, with no doubt, I took the chance from one of the best people I can learn and work with, right? So, sino ba namang aayaw, right? So, that's where I decided till this day to stay. I know what value podcast brings to our clients. I also personally love editing podcasts because not only do I edit audios, but I also learn a lot from our clients. So, I basically learn while working. Thank you for that, Sean. And uh, I just want you to know that I also, like I mentioned a while ago, I also admire because, of course, when we were starting, I think it's very common that being a business owner, you have that kind of certain standard, right? That you want your team members to learn because you're going to delegate a task and trust the tasks to them. So you want the best for them and for the clients as well. And I just really admire his resilience when it comes to, you know, the the changes, the the things that we have to improve when it comes to his deliverable. So yeah, thank you for that, Sean. And I want to ask, I'll get back to you, Sean, later. I'm going to ask Kat, what do you love most about writing podcast show notes, social media content, and doing guest booking campaigns? Aside from the fact that I get to be one of the first to bench the episode is cool. One of the best reasons why I love writing show notes is that I get to have access of a very valuable content and dive deep into the topic. Like I am doing the job while learning so much from it. Like I need to extract the juiciest part of the conversation to put up a good show notes. And those episodes where I wrote something about stays with me for long. Like I even get to self-reflect on it. And to me, it's a bonus. And for guest booking campaigns, what I love about it is that I get to have familiarity with a lot of podcasters in the wellness industry, like researching and getting to know many podcasters' profile. Like, it's a very huge exposure to me. Looking at their website, then check their socials, and I learn a lot from there, and it's, it's really like a plus. I, I just also want to say, I, of course, I want to take this opportunity to put in a good word for each and every one of them because I really see a lot of good things from them. I'm not saying that you're perfect but you know each of them they have certain qualities that really stands out and what i would say is kath is really stepping up every time she does task or each task that's been delegated to her and for that i really admire her and yeah i would have to agree that when it comes to guest booking and to uh, show notes writing it's actually a double benefit for the whoever is doing the task because it's actually learning by doing because aside from the task itself you also get to learn from the kind of content that the host or the guest is sharing that's why i have to agree with kath but before i forget i'd like to just share with you quickly how proud i am with sean i think i forgot to mention this a while ago because we got you just got a shout out from a client that i've been working on for so long so even before i started podcast media and before i hired them i've been working for this client already the sticky brand lab podcast and they have really high quality standard when it comes to podcast editing so yeah i just want to give a Shout out as well to Sean. And Sean, I want to get back to you. What do you think is something that we have in Podcast Media? That's why our client 
loves the way we deliver their edit. Thank you for the shout out. And it's all for the Padre Media, of course. So it won't be possible if I was not faithful or I was not careful enough in doing my task in maintaining the quality and the standards of Padre Media. So for me, delivering quality results to our clients matters most because, of course, we are promising them the uh, world-class quality podcast audio. So for me, um, it's very important to maintain that kind of quality because it makes our clients retain. It makes our clients work with us longer. And of course, uh, we are providing value to the community, to our clients. Of course, the quality that we provide them is the quality that they share to their audiences. So we are not just helping our clients, but we are helping the listeners to listen to our clients, especially with regards to clean presentation podcast. As in the perspective of a listener, right? So we would want to listen to audios that are clear, that are quality, that are relatable and in good condition. Yes. All right. Thank you, Sean. And I like that you mentioned about the world-class quality and world-class service providers because that's actually one of my goals for Podcast Warriors. If you don't know, that's the community that I am handling that I'm leading but right now I took a break because I wanted to focus on podcast media and the podcast show but yeah our logo or our tagline there is it's a hub it's a place for world-class podcast service providers just a, a quick question in relation to what Kath said a while ago I want to ask Abby if you agree with Kath you know the ability to learn while you are doing your task yeah, actually, it's it's good that Kat mentioned that because I, I could relate. I actually treat my work here at Podkai as something to the effect of an ikigai where you get to mesh together doing what you love with also work, right? So that's how I look at my job here. Same with her. What motivates me to do my writing is I also learn things that you wouldn't learn anywhere. And if not for this job, I wouldn't be so... It's like... These podcasts that we're doing, our clients, they have a specialist knowledge that needs to be out there. So yeah, I could definitely relate to that. That's 100% right because we absorb content while we are doing the task. So yeah. All right, let's go to Fat. I know that you are new to podcasting and you started working with Podcast Media on October 2022, right? And that was the first time that you encountered podcasting. So I'm curious and I'm really interested. How do you find podcasting? And what are the three things that you appreciate about it? Yeah, like I said before, I never had any podcast platform on my mobile or laptop. I don't know Spotify. I know Spotify, I mean, but I never touch it. And as a visual learner, actually, I've been comfortable with uh, YouTube or TikTok, Facebook, so on. Until I joined Podcast Media, who introduced me with this amazing world of podcasting. And to answer your question, what are the three things that I appreciate? First, the process of creating one episode. Imagine the great effort from the host, the guest, and especially the people behind it. Shout out to Podcast Media team. You know how the editors clean the audio before it goes to any podcast platforms. That was extraordinary. They were literally like a magician for me. And, you know, how the writers and video editors create impactful messages and short clips to the listeners. So, yeah, that's the first. And the second one, I found out that there's a lot of amazing topic or subject in podcasts, actually, that I never saw or heard on YouTube. I feel very lucky that I was exposed with those 
amazing clients with those amazing episodes. And lastly, that would be, I realized that podcasting will really develop our listening skills. I just found myself listening with the intent to understand. I really love those points that you mentioned. First, the process of creating a podcast. And then there are a lot of amazing topics for each and every podcast that we handle. And the last one is listening skills. Though for those three points, I want to give highlight to listening skills because listening is actually a skill that not all people have. When it comes to listening, it's not exclusive only to listening to music or, you know, listening to a content. It also is a great contributing factor in connecting to people. And if you are in the business industry, if you are the one who's in charge in talking to prospective clients, that's really, really important. So I can't stress enough how important it is to have your listening skills improve or, you know, you have to pay attention to your listening skills because this is really a game changer. The overall process in creating a podcast ensures that we deliver not only to our clients, but also to the end consumers, which are the listeners. Because I always tell this to my team members that whenever we create, we also have to consider what the end consumers or the listeners would feel, especially in whenever they hear the podcast or whenever they read or consume the written contents across social media platforms. Platform. So they have to be included because, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about them, the people we serve. Now, I want to ask Kath, let's go to process of show notes, writing. What do you think is the beauty behind that? For me, it is very necessary for a podcast to have show notes first because it gives your listeners an idea of what the episode is about. For me, it's an off. Like whenever I do research and I see podcasts that don't have show notes, some do have, but it's not really clear. Like they're only writing about who the guest is or the bio. And for me, it's an off for listeners, especially to new listeners. Like they're gonna fly blind into the content with a hint of what you're going to listen to and waste their time. And next is it gives a good impression to your listeners, new and existing listeners, because you take the time to write and outline what the episode is all about. Also to entice listeners, especially new listeners, because you are you're inviting them to listen. So might as well start it with an exploded show notes that pulls or like triggers them to listen. It's also good to when it comes to SEO, so a very up Optimize show notes can help your visibility when it comes to SEO. So especially if you put your SEO-driven show notes on your website, it's a plus to your visibility. Let's go to Abby. And now I want to ask you about what do you think are the benefits of content repurposing and how it helps our clients, you know, grow their podcast because the podcast episode itself, it's huge, right? Like for example, our recording, it could last 30 minutes or an hour and some are just, you know, wanting to have micro content. So other than that, what do you think are the other benefits of content repurposing? And can you give us a quick preview of what content repurposing means? Okay, sure. Let me define first what content repurposing is. So with long-form content like uh, a podcast, because they're filled with, you know, golden nuggets, because, you know, it's a very dynamic exchange and people are free-flowing. There are so many golden nuggets that are talked about. However, they are so easy to lose or miss out on. That's where content repurposing comes in because you capture these golden nuggets or it's another word for like words of wisdom that you can capture and repurpose into other types of content such as blogs, articles, 
or even social media posts and reels. With content repurposing, you no longer have to think of new content again or reinvent the wheel. You just have to work with the original valuable content that you already have on the podcast and you just milk them and make these assets work harder for you. And if there's one thing that we should remember with podcasting, not all people listen to podcasts and let's admit to that. So if we want to reach different demographic or if you want to make your podcast reach wider by reaching other people in other platforms, content repurposing is perfect for that because you also make it unpalatable and easier for those people on other platforms to consume with these uh, faster-paced platforms. And at the same time, you make sure that you have a unified content theme with all the platforms that you have, aside from podcasts. I love that because that's true. There are a lot of golden nuggets that are often left out without micro-contents, right? And as we all know right now, we have, you know, as a lot of new applications, so for example, TikTok, the video reels, you know, these are very short attention span content that really catch the attention of the audience. That's why we need that. I think that's one of the things that's sad about the industry or the online uh, world right now is we are having shorter and shorter attention span. That's why it's, for me, it's really becoming a tougher or a very competitive market. That's why we really need to repurpose the content. It's one way in how to promote your podcast. It's one way in how to connect easily because of the golden nuggets that you can put in front of your audience. And Abby is one of the greatest team members that I have. <laughs> During our last bonding session, online session, we call it Podgay Bardagulan. She was actually awarded as top performer. Can you give us a quick preview on how you do content repurposing? Because you're the one who's choosing, right? Which parts of the content to extract and to put across social media platforms as micro content. So can you give us a preview of how you choose how you do it? How do you come to a judgment that, oh, this part is good as an intro and as a value bomb? So my process, whenever I listen to the podcast that is assigned to me, I really give myself time to, you know, immerse myself in the content. So at first, I listen to it like I'm a regular listener. And then, because if you're not, it's different if you're sitting down and, you know, like you're listing it down, like you're so intent in looking for that content. But I just listen to it first using the perspective of our normal listener. So we called some parts of, of the show notes highlights, for example, as exceptional highlights and show highlights, for example. So these are the things that, you know, stand out of the show. Like I said, when I listen to them, as long as they already stand out, it's like there's a literal light bulb in my head. Not, not literal, but you know, <laughs> there's a Eureka moment. I definitely list down as one of my candidates for highlights. So basically, that's my process. And what makes it a Eureka point for me, definitely it's something that I've heard for the first time or something that I have never encountered in any literature or any journal before. I really love that going back to, you know, to listening skills, that you put yourself in the listener's shoe so you can have a better judgment of which to extract. And I guess that's really important because... Being a service provider and being a consumer are two different things. The flexibility of being able to put yourself in others' shoes or in a listener's shoes is very, very great advantage. All right. 
I want to know, why do you think, because we have a client, I've mentioned this a couple of times in my podcast, that there's this client that really inspired me. I've been working with them for a long time until I already have my team with me. We've been working with them for a long time. It's the Gutsy Health Podcast and their story is really, really inspiring. It started when Janique is the host. Janique's husband got cancer. That's when their journey in podcasting started because they want to also educate the listeners not to encounter the same illness that Tristan had. Just so sad that Tristan passed just last year, but it really left a legacy. That's why I think the legacy of Tristan made a huge mark on me. That's why I pivoted in serving health and wellness industry because there's a huge, I think there's a huge purpose and there's a huge knowledge that we all want to learn from the health and wellness experts. And I know that Abby is really fond of the Gutsy Health podcast because she always tells me how she gets a lot of golden nuggets from it, from a mom's perspective and from a woman's perspective. So I want to ask Abby, why do you think it's helpful for holistic health and wellness experts to amplify their voice through podcasting? And how do you think it will help a lot of individuals who don't know anything about health and wellness? When Gutsy Health Podcast was assigned to me, all I knew about it is, I think they're your first client, if I'm not mistaken, right? So, and it's so nice that, you know, with Podcast Media, you managed to retain them at this point. So, it, it speaks a lot about the service that this agency provides and it's how many years already. And when I came into this, I knew how much Kai loved this show and this client. But you know, I'm hearing the episodes firsthand for myself. It's like you thought you already knew a lot of things because I, in general, compared to most people, I, I consider myself as health conscious. Of course, there's a lot of things that I could improve, but you know, I am generally a health conscious person than most people. And I actually grew up having severe asthma and I went to a lot of doctors and they gave me, you know, like a pharmaceuticals growing up until I was 11, until it doesn't work anymore. So, you know, um, all the stories in the Gutsy Health podcast, I could really relate. All the struggles and the, like, there's always this, at the beginning of the, of the journey of each Gutsy Health member, for example, they are usually looking for answers. And going back to your question about the health and wellness experts, I think more experts in this space should make their voices heard. I thought I was already a health-conscious person, but there's still a lot to learn. And, you know, regular folks should also have access to this information. And given the special circumstances <laughs> that our world is in right now, people should also be able to get this information for themselves, not just from their doctors, but from people who are really passionate about I, I would have to agree in, you know, having or being able to have access to these kinds of information because I don't know if I can use the word taboo, but in some cases it is, right? Because I think we are used to healing our issues or illnesses through is through drugs, pharmaceutical drugs and all. But we tend to forget that there are actually alternatives. And that's why I have to agree that actually we sometimes we don't know. We don't know that 
we need certain answers until we hear it from people who are really reliable. I think that's the reason why health and wellness experts should use podcasting as a platform to help heal people one podcast at a time. I have one thing to add. With the health and wellness topic, it's not a topic that you can easily talk about with just simple social media posts. Yeah. It really takes a long-form platform like a podcast to dig deep on these topics. So, I mean, like if you're a health and wellness expert and you're looking for a platform to share what you know, I think podcasting is really the best platform. Like what we've talked about earlier with content repurposing, you can still reach those people hanging out in different platforms with content repurposing. Yeah, I would have to piggyback on that because there's actually a lot of learning and unlearning to do. And learning is easy, but unlearning is tougher <laughs> because you have to leave your, you know, your beliefs, the beliefs that you have even before. So yeah, that's tougher. And if you listen to these kinds of content, it will really help you to process and to understand why you have to consider those kinds of changes in your life. Now, in my case, I'm actually very happy because of Gutsy Health Podcast, aside from helping me decide who to serve in this industry, I was able to finally slow down myself to eating rice. <laughs> it has been a culture here in the Philippines. They say that rice is really high in sugar and that's a contributing factor in many illnesses. And yeah, I made a lot of major, major lifestyle changes that's really helping me be very productive now. And I think that's, and I wouldn't have done that if I don't listen to this kind of content. It's interesting that you said that, you know, your life has changed listening to these podcasts. Because I started with Gutsy Health last September. So it's been three months running that I'm handling them. And with just the short period of time that I was, you know, doing their show notes. And like Kat said, we were digging deep and finding all the exceptional highlights to share with the audience. I myself felt my own perspectives changing. Basically, I sacrificed my health last year. So, I mean, it was a good wake-up call doing these types of health content and bringing this information to more people, I think is crucial because we're, we're not given manual to our bodies, right? I mean, we have to be intentional in looking for this information. So yeah, I mean, I, I just feel privileged to be paid, <laughs> to be paid, you know, like to be hired for this job, but at the same time, I'm growing from Yeah, it. right, right. Even me. Now let's go to Norvin. I want to ask you, because you're the one who's doing the video reels for the Gutsy Health Podcast. And the reels that we publish, we often get thousands of downloads. And the highest downloads that we get is, I think, up to 34,000 reach, sorry, reach and views on Instagram. We sometimes get hundreds only, but, you know, it's still a good number. This is really an effective strategy for us, especially when it comes to increasing the awareness of God's Health Podcast and tapping into new group of audiences. So can you tell me what are the contributing factors of creating reels that gain reach and traction? So apart from the SOPs that we create here and through the help of writers, what other contributing factors do you think creates a very effective reel? Since we post in Instagram specifically, one factor that I can think of is the network built by the Guts Health Podcast. Usually, it will jive into the message relayed by Gutsy. So they create content which are very, very relevant to their clientele and target audience. So another factor is that our team finds the knockout punch. 
So I think the trend now is that people want short content, as you said earlier. And if you get punched by it, be hooked to the nuggets of knowledge, as Abby said, and eventually listen to the Gutsy Health podcast. So it's a win for all of us. So our writer for Gutsy is Abby. So she is like a coach that trains me. I'm like one of her boxers to craft that knockout punch, which are the reels. And lastly, the last factor is that Gutsy Health is having fun. So Gutsy is having fun and they have this positive energy on doing their podcast. So that emanates to their audience. Uh, we feel it, including us. And it's an advantage that learning from Juanique and Gina is fun at the same time, informative, and they give so much value. Okay. I love that you brought those points up because when it comes to message, yesterday I had an interview, a podcast interview with Steve Worthy, one of my longtime friends that I met through podcasting as well. He asked us all a question of what do you think is the one of the major elements in creating a successful podcast. And I also mentioned about the message, the story itself, that no matter how highly produced your podcast is, if you don't have that message, the specific problem that you're solving to your uh, listeners, it would less likely to build a fan base. And that's why I love that you brought this up because it always goes down to the root cause. Because podcasting, it's a long-form content. And if you plan to do this for a long time, given it's, that it's long-form content, it would exhaust your energy, your time. And if you don't love, and if the story that you're sharing is not just embedded in you, it would be a challenging thing in creating content. And the, the message that you have, for as long as it's genuine, it would really help build a relationship with your audience, with your listeners. Okay, I was muted. I muted myself. But I continued talking. <laughs> okay, let's go back to Sean. I asked you a while ago about the Sticky Brand Lab podcast, right? Because again, we got a shout out from them saying that we have a high quality production. But anything that you'd like to add with that when it comes to providing a clean presentation, do you think that's really necessary? And how can podcasters maintain and start a clean podcast presentation? So I think there's a lot of benefits out there. But for me, a clean podcast presentation brings more listeners. So more people can relate and understand the content or the message the producers are sharing. In short, it's all about the listener experience. So if the listeners are delighted, get to relate with the content, with the podcast through a clean presentation, more listeners will come. Of course, more listeners means more downloads and of course, more business opportunities for them. For podcasters out there who are looking forward for or thinking about providing clean podcast presentation to their listeners, you really need to take care of that because that entails also the brand you are trying to share or the message that you are trying to share. Because, of course, their presentation, if it's clean, if it's in, in a good quality, it defines also what kind of business you are doing or what kind of message you are trying to say to your listeners. So, of course, for you to have a clean podcast presentation, hire Podcast Media. <laughs> wow, that's a great segue. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. That's a great segue. Right. So, it also speaks to you as, as a person. It shows a preview of your, your brand personality. 
and also how you would want it to be delivered to your audience. I would definitely agree with Sean because because here in Podcast Media, I always tell them that the editing style should also be based on a client's brand personality because there are clients that prefer to just have like a laid back editing style. They don't want all the fillers to be to be edited out but some if the setting is in the very formal or very corporate industry they would prefer it to be 100% clean but of course we are not magicians here though fat sees us as magicians <laughs> but we are not total magicians right we just do what we can from our raw recording but yeah it really speaks for yourself because that's how you present yourself to your audience and i would have to definitely agree with Sean Okay, so now I want to go to Norvin. I have an additional question for you about hero content. So for those who don't know what a hero content is, content hero is like a long-form content. It can come as a podcast, as a webinar, as a YouTube video. I want to ask the benefits. What should podcasters consider when they create these kinds of hero content? I think the most important thing is don't try too hard because the audience can feel it. When you create your hero content, you should know what you are capable of and what you are not capable of. So you should be honest in doing your content. And the most important thing about this is that you share topics you love talking about. You have to have this affinity to what you are talking about and it will emanate to your message. And then do your research. So it's not enough that you know things, blah, blah, blah. The information is continuously growing and you have to fill your cauldron of knowledge. You can do internet research, listen to similar content, or even not so directly related topics. It's just to spark those creative juices. And the last thing is you should have fun. Whatever your reason for starting a podcast, don't forget that your energy will transmit to your listeners. And what better way to share that is to share that energy while having a positive energy again. So, yeah. Yeah, I love that. And now let's go to Fat. I think that this is the last question that we have here. So, yeah, I want to focus on Fat now and ask, because the reason why I want to extract more information from Fat is because this is the first time that she encountered podcasting. So, if you are a person who doesn't really listen to podcasts before and then all of a sudden you see the benefits of it, you know, that's really, I think that's really magic. <laughs> Can you let me know about the most unforgettable lessons that you got from the content that our clients here in Podcast Media have? Yeah, definitely. For a person who is very new to this industry, unconsciously, I learn a lot actually. But what recently strikes me most are the episode from the Gutsy Health podcast where they talk about the holistic approach to heal from different kinds of illnesses and trauma. May I share to you the episode of Dr. David Rosensweet about the bioidentical hormones. So that was uh, just last week, I guess. So they talk about on how people can extend their lifespan and a proper hygiene and nutrition how as women prepare our body to the menopausal period, because I know a lot of women who seems very healthy and young looking despite their age. So I was thinking how they were able to manage it, how they do it. So learning it from the Gutsy Health Podcast and their expert guests, it's really a game changer for me. So yeah, I highly recommend women at my age to listen to this kind of content as early as now. 
because how we take care of our body will definitely contribute a lot to our menopausal stage. I think that fat is close to, you know, being a health and wellness expert as well. (laughs) (laughs) Close to, almost there. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's going to be your path next. (laughs) Sooner I'll be uh, guesting the gutsy (laughs) manifesting. Okay, yeah, manifesting. And also, yeah, I think that the Gutsy Health Podcast is our first honor. True. <laughs> the top awardee, yeah, because that's true. We learn a lot from the Gutsy Health Podcast, and I, I, as I mentioned, you know, it's a very uh major inspiration in my pivot, business pivot, and also in my lifestyle change. So maybe I just like to ask, and you can answer, guys. Let's add more fun. If you are to create a podcast, well, Norvin already has a podcast, but if you want to add anything to that, that's totally fine. If you are to create a podcast, what topic would you want to discuss on your show who wants to answer surprise surprise <laughs> um what's the question abby is not listening <laughs> okay if you are to create a podcast what topic do you want to discuss on your show i, I think i'll go ahead okay Sean. So, actually <laughs> i told din miss kay before na i really want to launch my own podcast then yeah. So, talagang because of things happen, no, hindi na talaga siya. And of course, procrastinating na din. <laughs> hindi ko na siya masimulan. But for me, um, the topic that I would really want to, because I am also a mental health advocate, I would want to focus on that since, especially during the pandemic where everyone needs self-help, self-development, and things like that content. So, Thank you, Sean. I like it that you explain yourself first before you answer the question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, anybody else? Kat? <laughs> oh, so mine would be a topic uh, surrounding about for child development because of my five-year-old son. It's actually very challenging to raise a child these days. Maybe Abby can relate to it. Because you have to go very deep into understanding what your child needs. And I see it that my child needs more understanding because he needs a lot of information to take. Because for me, as a mother, I I am very passionate about him for his growth, for his education. And so for me, I would just like to, as a mother, I would just like to help other parents to do the same as me because I am very proud of my son in a way that that he is very respectful. And at the same time, I'm so proud of my son, like the way how I, I grow him because he can really pick easily and understand. And one of the best things that I like about him is that he easily forgives and he's very sweet. I really have no idea where he got that kind of behavior. That's one of the things that really came up into my mind when it comes to my passion. Yeah, and I guess it's, you know, I am not a mother yet, but I know how hard it is to raise a child. And a lot of moms, based on what I see on social media, they also struggle, especially with different kinds of circumstances. So I guess it's also one way in how you can build a community out of that, right? Because some moms, they feel like they're alone. And even some moms are single, right? So I guess it's a great, it's a great initiative in case that you're going to really start a podcast. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things that I also observe here is 
especially in the province, is that most parents compare their child to other the growth, the the way that they understand things, the way that they learn. And for me, because each child learns differently, like they have their own way of growing. Not all child are the same. Ah, I I watched the movie. Every child is different. That's a very touching movie. It's an Indian movie. Thank you, Kath. And now to end the show, I think it's also great since it's the beginning of the year to ask what's the one word of the year that you're trying to achieve. Let me start by sharing the one. I actually have two words in mind, but okay, I'll just give one. One word of the year for me is abundance. Not only in the business perspective, but, you know, holistic perspective. Because personally, I am also manifesting an abundant, happy life. Even though my niece is going to leave very soon, but I believe that there are a lot of opportunities to explore, to discover for myself, for my family, and of course, with a business. Because we know that we are aiming for a goal here in Guy Media of tightening our client base, improving our systems, scaling up, and all of that. So that's my word for the year. So how about you guys? What is your word for the year? And I want to start with Abby. I've always revolved around this word since last year, and I'm still continuing with it. The word is intentionality because it's really easy to get caught up with all the expectations, all the external expectations from around you. So it really boils down to looking within yourself and asking yourself, being intentional with the things that you're doing and being aligned with your purpose what you're born and designed in this earth to do. I love that because, you know, that's actually what I'm doing right now. I'm doing a lot of inner work because I want I want to be more intentional with the content that I share. I want to be more intentional with the team I grow, everything I do. Now let's go to uh, Sean. My word of the year, maybe it's resilience since there's a lot of things that didn't happen with my career. So I think... Resilience will be my word for the year to always bounce back, to always go back and to become a better instead of being bitter. What life brings to us. And of course, as I am also trying to start my own business, so I think there will be always, it will not be a smooth transition or it will not be a smooth process. But if I'm resilient, if I have that resilience to always go back and to keep on track, that would be a win for me at the end of years. Oh, that's so amazing, resiliency. And yeah, I know that you can, you can always do it, Sean, given that you have that certain personality even before I knew that you have that. So, and of course, even if we experience, you know, different things, challenges, it could also lead us to better opportunities. Next, let's go to FAT. So my word for the year, it's the word now, N-O-W. Do the things that you love most as early as possible because we don't know what really the future may bring. If you love to study new skills, do it now. If you want to start a business, do it now. If you want to find a new love, do it now. Do not procrastinate. Do not wait for the perfect time, actually, because there's really no perfect time. The word is now. I really can feel that Fat will be a coach someday. (laughs) Now let's go to Kat. What's your word of the year? authenticity authenticity in a way that being brave enough to say yes more to myself and say no to others like i really want to start and focus on to myself 
and for my energy to work more, to be more productive, to be with myself more. And because for me, I cannot be present to my son or to my husband or to my family without taking care of myself first for this year. Oh, that's so true. And you you mentioned a while ago that you were inspired by Dom's content. Dom is one of our clients as well. And her podcast is a school of healing. And we also learn a lot about breath work and you know, uh, self-care, authenticity. So let's go to Norvin. My word for the year is transparency. So since I always keep things to myself, I'm used to doing things on my own. Um, people see me as I can do things, <laughs> but things were problematic in different aspects of my life last year and even to the recent days. So one thing I can work on is to open up, um, not be pessimistic and stop having this mentality that I can do it alone. So yeah, I guess it's transparency to open up to people. Oh, what I can only say is there's always rainbow after the rain. So we are going towards the end of the show, guys. And if you, in case that you want to connect with the team members of Podguy Media, you can simply connect with them on social media platforms. They can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm using Abby Aldaba. ABI Aldaba um, and they can also connect with me on Instagram. How about you, Sean? You can add me on my Facebook, Sebastian Sean T, or on my LinkedIn, Om Sebastian. And how about you, Norvin? Aside from my social media, um, I would just like to promote my podcast, but the audience is for Filipino gamers. So you can search my podcast in Spotify, it's called the Beyond Platinum's Podcast. And we talk about video games, trophy hunting, and anything PlayStation. And outside of that, you can connect with me through Facebook. You can search Norvin Jan or you can type facebook.com slash Norvin Podcast. All right, Kath. You can reach me on my Facebook account. It's Catherine Villacampa, my full name. And also in my Instagram. I think it's your pod for Pat. Hi, well, you can connect me through Facebook account and LinkedIn. It's Fatima De Asis. Thank you guys for being here in the podcast show. I really appreciate your time and I hope that you enjoy your first interview on the podcast show. For those who are interested, if you need help in any areas of podcasting, any services that we have mentioned, we have talked about a while ago, um, including podcast production, marketing, monetization, you know, growth, content repurposing, we can definitely help you out with that. And you can reach out to our website. You can go to the website to book a call. That's podkai.com. That's P-O-D-K-A-I.com. We're also on LinkedIn, Instagram, and on Facebook. You just have to search Podkai Media. So again, this has been the podcast show by Podkai Media. Helping heal people one podcast at a time. And I'll see you again next time. Say bye, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this episode. If you need help growing and monetizing your podcast, don't forget to visit podkai.com and book a call with us. We want to know more about you.